Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. The best part about the GameTime app is how easy it is to use. Find the seats you want, and they are yours in a matter of just two taps on your phone. Two taps. Can't think of a quicker way to get into a game. I actually used it down in Miami to go check out the Heat-Pelicans game when uh, when the Bills took on the Dolphins. So... But uh, now, Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. Then under the Billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money for you. The credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quickly and score last-minute tickets. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Buffalo Beat. Joe Piscalia here with my co-host, Matthew Fairburn. Thank you for everyone tuning in to this episode, whether it's on the Athletic Podcast Network or any one of the other free ways of uh, getting to us. We appreciate it. And if you do it uh, the latter, please be sure to rate subscribe and review that we would uh, appreciate it very much so the buffalo bills at a very grand record of 10 and 4 are up against the 11 and 3 new england patriots which uh, just to throw it out there if you don't know yet the bills would need to win this game win their next game and they would need the Patriots to lose to the Dolphins in order to win the AFC East. So I figure we should just throw it at the top of the show because I'm sure that's what a lot of people are wondering. But the Bills are playing the Patriots with, even if they even if they won't be able to get to the AFC East division crown, it's still one of those games where it's like, all right, well, let's see how far you've come. And... They played them tough last time around. It was a 13-10 to 10 loss at home for the Bills. But this is uh, setting up with the way that the Patriots have been playing offensively, the way the injuries have kind of hit them. Perhaps this is the most up-in-the-air a late December tilt between these two teams has been since we found out that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would be playing quarterback in one of those games. But uh, Matthew Fairburn... This uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this matchup. This is like this is the most excited I've been for a Bills Patriots game in late December. Yeah, this is one that I think it's not just because you know the a, the slim chance of winning the AFC East is still on the line for the Bills, but there's also a chance to really screw up the Patriots' late season plans here. I mean. The Patriots need to keep winning to secure the number two seed in the first round bye. And they have a chance to do that this weekend if they win and Kansas City loses. So if the Bills are able to beat the Patriots, that not only keeps the slim hopes of an AFC East title and a home playoff game uh, alive, but it makes the Patriots have to play week 17 or possibly have to play wild card weekend more importantly so for a team that is older beat up 
Uh, Julian Edelman is really banged up. He could use a week off uh, or two weeks off if they're able to to make that happen. Uh, you know, Mohamed Sanu's been banged up. They have some guys that could could use the rest for sure, and they don't want to be playing wild card weekend and then have to go on the road uh, after that. So there's more on the line here for the Bills than just you know keeping the division title hopes alive. But the funny part about it for the Bills is. If they win, then they don't get to rest week 17. We've, you know, talked about how they could have a chance to rest starters against the Jets, which is a something I've never covered. Um, <laughs> the, the Bills resting starters. Well, but, uh, not, not in well, this true. way. <laughs> they, they did hide a few starters against uh, the Jets a few years ago when Anthony Lynn was coaching. But The Tyrod Taylor hoodie game. But it's kind of funny that winning makes it so that they can't do that because they would have to win to continue to take a run at that AFC's t- title. But I think given how healthy they are and, and you know, the fact that they haven't – I don't even know – I mean, resting starters is up for debate. I think the common logic is, sure, you take the risk of injury out of the equation and you, um, and you get the rest. But there's something to be said about the way this Bills team is playing and, and kind of keeping that rolling. So – I don't know, but it's a there's a lot juggling in this in this matchup. A lot at stake, I think, for both teams. Way more than has ever been at stake between these two teams this late in the season since I started covering the team in 2014. So when you look at this this matchup, I think the the place to start, which is always the place to start, is what Josh Allen are we going to see? Because when you have the game that he had against the Patriots and effectively uh, just looking the worst he's looked all season, throwing three interceptions, of course, having the uh, the concussion that knocked him out of the game, I think around the third quarter, I think it was. Um, Might have been early fourth. Yeah, I mean, it, right, it was. Yeah, he had it, played about three quarters. Barkley still had a, a part of the game in front of him. But either way. That was his worst game, and the one that he has pointed to, saying, all right, this is what has kind of sparked me thinking differently about how to make decisions, what types of passes to throw, what types of passes not to throw, which is the most important part. And since that time, Josh Allen has not thrown a multi-interception game, which is kind of remarkable considering who – he showed us to be through his first season and then through the first four games of the 2019 campaign. But he has kind of reformatted himself. Now, not to say that he's a complete quarterback or anything like that. He still has his issues that he needs to clean up. But it's if the Bills played back in week four a mistake-free game on offense, or let's say they only have one of those interceptions go against them as opposed to three, we might be looking at a Bills win in this game. And that's with the the complete brain fart on special teams, on punt coverage to not uh, try and bring your guys in when it's pretty clear the Patriots are going to try to block the punt. So it, it starts with Allen, and if he can continue to go with this turnover-averse style and get the ball out of his hand quickly like he did against the Steelers that's that will help them infinitely but 
the trouble there is not okay, what can Josh Allen do? It's what what the New England Patriots defense is going to do to them. And if the Bills are actually able to move the ball on them with Devin Singletary. Singletary is a big key here. And if, if the Patriots take him away, oof, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Yeah, the Patriots tend to have a strategy of taking away your your top option is what their their main aim option, is is, is on on defense they're very game plan specific and they're among the best in the league at doing that and now they have the horses all over the field to pull it off stefan gilmore will likely erase john brown from this game uh and that will allow them to play certain coverages against cole beasley that'll make cole beasley's life difficult but I would expect them to also key in on Singletary because Singletary's been really the biggest source of explosive plays for the Bills for most of the season. And certainly, uh, you know, lately that's been even more the case. So the Patriots were had last week by Joe Mixon and the Bengals on the ground, which came as a bit of a surprise, but they haven't been perfect against the run. But I think if they're they're trying to take someone away it probably starts with Singletary and John Brown I don't want to say he's easy to take away but when you have a guy like Stephon Gilmore that's a little bit simpler as a defense and allows you to just take that guy away and scheme up the rest of of you know your defense to stop uh, a certain player so it's not going to be look last week wasn't a good game for Josh Allen in a lot of ways but he came through when it mattered this is going to be another one of those games that's going to be tough sledding for the passing game and it will likely be close in the fourth quarter and last time these two teams played Josh Allen didn't get to play in the fourth quarter and didn't get a chance to pull out some of that late magic that he's become known for this season so if like you said he can take care of the ball not turn it over and and not kill this team then he's probably going to have a chance with the ball in his hand at some point in the fourth quarter to make something happen and and have a chance to win this game. The question is, going up against Bill Belichick, and I know he doesn't go up against Tom Brady head-to-head, and people always like to say, oh, it's not – quarterbacks don't play against each other. I think in this case they do because mm-hmm. that happens to be Josh Allen's boyhood idol. That's the guy that he grew up – you know, rooting for and um, idolizing. When you're up against a guy like that, when you know that guy's on the other sidelines, when you're playing in the building that, you know, this guy has played in and dominated in for years, that enters your psyche, uh, especially as a young player. And when you couple that with going up against the greatest coach of all time and, you know, the greatest defensive coach of all time in Bill Belichick, there are certain mental hurdles that need to be overcome. And that's where, you know, that's the biggest question in this game for me is can Josh Allen overcome any of those? Can can the Bills overcome that mystique that comes with playing the Patriots? Like you said, this game, they've beaten some good teams this year. The Bills have. They've come up big in big moments on Thanksgiving, on Sunday Night Football. This is a different kind of moment. This is a different kind of opponent. Patriots are practicing outside today uh, in their in their stadium. Stephon Gilmore has said they're treating this like a playoff game. Mm. This is not going to be a New England team that is you know 
half-assing this game in any way. They they know how important the number two seed is to them. And if you don't think they're hearing all the talk this week about how the Bills are closing the gap or how they're ready to dethrone the Patriots, I'm sure it's all over the building right now. And, you know, that just means that the Bills are going to get their best shot. And the question is, do the Patriots still have a best shot that should you know that's going to beat every team i don't know i mean they're they they do uh they do look more vulnerable than they have in the past but we've seen that before and that's when they snap out of it and this is around the time of the year that they usually snap out of it it is but the only thing that i can go back to is eventually this december magic that the Patriots have, like you, you just think it's not always going to be a shoe-in, right? I mean, it's the odds and logic goes against them figuring it out in December because they're dealing with legitimate issues that, quite frankly, a lot of teams would struggle to, to get over. I mean, Tom Brady is not throwing the ball well right now especially down the field and that's an issue for them and they're going to have to probably go hard at their short passing game but the trouble there is as you pointed out right at the top Julian Edelman is hurting right now and I think he played around 60% of their snaps against the Bengals last week was a complete non-factor and then on top of that Mohamed Sanu's got an ankle injury that he's been dealing with and he's been has not been productive pretty much at all uh, since, well, after a 10-catch game that he had. Yeah, he had a high ankle sprain while returning a punt. Well, because, and the reason he was returning a punt is because Julian Edelman was too banged up to do it. Right. So, you know, I, they're, it's like, and Keel Harry is their, their guy. Yes. And he's fought through his own struggles as a rookie right. uh, and, and, and injuries. So... It's and on not top a pretty of that, picture out yeah, there. Yeah, you have the offensive line that has gone through some stuff. Marcus Cannon has, has been dealing with an illness the past three weeks. Um, and who, who's who's the other one? Uh, oh, the the rookie left tackle of there. Shaq Mason just came back from an injury. So it's kind of an influx offense for them. So when we're talking about all oh, the Patriots just figuring it out, I don't know if it's as much of a – a shoo-in, especially this week, because I think they match up pretty poorly against the Bills, or it it contests to be a fairly good game between these two teams. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that that uh, the Bills are just going to run in there and and run over this Patriots team because they're they're slowly, <laughs> you know, turning over and dying a slow death in New England. No, that's not the case. This is still a Super Bowl contender. Um, but the Bills are getting them at a pretty solid time to where they're trying to figure some stuff out. And that is either A, scary because of um, some PTSD from Bills Patriots games in, in the past, or it's also, or it could be somewhat exciting for Bills fans. But really, I think if Josh Allen is to be effective in this game, the one spot I would look for him to kind of go after, because this has been a burgeoning player for him, is Cole Beasley. Now, the 
Patriots top nickel guy, Jonathan Jones, who is also the one who hit, who hit Josh Allen um, and, you know, forced the concussion. He has not practiced on Tuesday or Wednesday with a groin injury. So if he is unable to play on Saturday, that is a huge win for the Bills because he's a good player. And so Beasley can get open in those short areas. He's become a bit of a security blanket for for Josh Allen, even though it took a little bit longer this season for him to get to that level. But when when Josh Allen's in the pocket a while and is looking going through his reads and nothing's really there, he diverts to Cole Beasley and tries to even motion with his hand or tries to get him to go a certain way that he, that he's looking. And Beasley is always looking back at the at, at the quarterback, thinking to himself, "Okay, well, I'm going to get open." Sometimes it doesn't go well. Like, it goes right off his hands, but a lot of times it does. So, on third, fourth, and goal line situations, Allen's looking for Beasley. And that could be a, a sneaky big thing for this game. Yeah, the, the only thing that, you know, the Patriots are going to be able to adjust their coverage to Beasley, and they would be wise to do so because they don't need to adjust their coverage to John Brown because that's they have true. Stephon Gilmore. And that's the you know, chess match that the Bills are going to have to play. And it probably means that Tyler Croft or Dawson Knox or Devin Singletary out of the backfield are going to need to find a way to keep the Patriots defense honest because you need to have that third option. Uh, otherwise, if it's just John Brown and Cole Beasley, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long day because the Patriots can can handle that. And that's where Singletary, I, I, and I do think that the tight end, tandem of Knox and, and Croft can be um, can be useful for this team um, when they're both deployed at, at the proper time. So Beasley's going to be a guy that, that Josh Allen's looking for, and I think the Patriots know that. I, I think the Patriots will be prepared to take that away. Bill Belichick is good at, well, he's great at uh, coaching against young quarterbacks and knowing, you know, being one or two steps ahead of them. And, and that's where but the question is, do they have the guys to, to keep Beasley at bay the entire game? Because he is um, he is slippery, and he's he's it's able to get word. open really, really quickly uh, when he needs to. But if there's any team that's used to covering those guys and dealing with those guys, it's the Patriots because they've pretty much had them forever. And this discussion plays perfectly into what we talked about on Thursday on our subscriber pod which was you know, having that third option. It would be great for them to have that third option to go to because that's one additional thing that the Patriots have to worry about. But from a wide receiver perspective, the Bills don't have it. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie's a solid gadget player, can run block well every once in a while. Robert Foster is that guy who gives you the speed element. Uh, but neither of them have really discerned themselves in the passing attack. And that is a tiny bit of a problem for the Bills because that makes them more predictable, which probably means that they need to address the wide receiver spot um, in a fairly substantial way uh, in the offseason to replace one of, the, one of those guys, that, starter, that starting position. So for the Bills, it really all depends on what, what Singletary is able to do because if he is a nothing attribute in this game then that's going to hurt them 
completely. And as both out of the backfield and as a runner. I mean, he is everything to this offense right now. He is the linchpin. And if the Patriots can take him away, and we know that the Gilmore-John Brown matchup is going to happen, it's an outright certainty, then what what is the counterpunch from the Bills? I mean, if they, if they can take away the... It has to be a tight end. It has to be Knox or Croft. And that's concerning because those two guys have been pretty inconsistent all season. So it's this is this is a, a weird matchup, and we'll get into how the Bills' defense stacks up against the Patriots' offense in a second. But it's a, a weird matchup that you know it might be like last week, where the first team that gets to twenty wins, but I'm not sure either one of them are getting to twenty. Yeah, I don't. I could see that being the case. I could see this being a lot like that, like the Steelers game. The only difference will be Tom Brady is a little bit better than Duck Hodges. How dare you, yeah. first off? Just a little bit. Yeah, Quack it's still, Hodges. Still early in Duck Hodges' career, but I think Tom Brady's got the edge right at the moment. Uh. For now, might be debatable. But hey, they're trending in opposite directions. Everybody knows that. <laughs> um, You're right. not going to get four picks. Uh, oh, you might. Tom Brady's thrown four picks before, but probably not as egregious Back in 2011. As, as Duck Hodges's four picks were. <laughs> That'll be my guess. Yeah, probably not. Um, all right, so we're going to get to the defense in just a second. But first, uh, we talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game. That's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. Now, I've tried out the Calm app. Pretty fantastic. They've got Steven Hauschka uses this app. Does he really? Look for at you that. Bills fans out there. Look at which that. He's gotten back on track and, lately. And, uh, yes, he has. The sleep stories are, I mean, hilarious when you start listening to them, but I have fallen asleep every single time because I have a very busy mind. They're they're pretty great. Yeah. And LeBron uses those, um, those sounds, uh, uh, rain and leaves and things like that, to, that. Yeah. to calm you down if, if you're into that to get to sleep. LeBron, I, I remember hearing him on um, Tim Ferriss's podcast talking about this app. Um, it, it's a big deal for him in terms of making sure he can fall asleep and, and stay focused and all those things. And this is the one Stephen Hauschka mentioned when I did that story with him last year. Uh, well, if you head to com.com slash Buffalo, you'll get 40% off a Com Premium membership. So for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron and Stephen Hauschka and us. And us. And using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at Calm, that's C-A-L-M dot com, C-O-M slash Buffalo. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at Calm dot com slash Buffalo. That's Calm dot com slash Buffalo. All right, let's get to the defensive side of things because when we have this matchup, it's less about the offense and more about how these defenses are going to defend 
the opposing offenses. And the way this Bills defense has played over the last several weeks, they have really taken a lot of great strides forward. Obviously, the the ability of the secondary is there. And what they can do, how Tredavious White has played, how Micah, what, Micah Hyde takes um, the the deep throws away from opposing defenses. They're tackling well. Uh, the linebackers are covering well. The, I mean, it, it's really tough to establish a downfield passing attack against this Bills defense. But the one area that is of a slight concern, and the Bills have done a better job of this, especially last week against James Conner and that, and that um, Pittsburgh solid offensive line, is the run game. And it's been their bugaboo all season where sometimes they, you get some explosive plays on them. Sometimes it's four-yard gain after four-yard gain and and the, the first downs start to rack up. But teams have had some success against the Bills on the ground. So I wonder if this is, uh, this is the New England approach. And they, they rushed for a lot of yards against Cincinnati last week. I wonder if it's this is the take pressure off Tom Brady, especially if Julian Edelman can't go in this game or if he's just a shell of himself. Same thing with Mohamed Sanu. I wonder if it's that get the running game going and then um, figure out with some short short passes to wonder if those can get, help get them to bigger yardage and force a missed tackle because the Bills have been prone to that every once in a while as well. Um, that's That would be my biggest concern for the Bills in this matchup because I do think this is a... Because they don't really put eight in the box. I do think this is a New England offense that can do some things on the ground against this defense. Yeah, both these you know teams are going to be trying to take away the running game, I think. the This is probably the first time in forever that you go into a game like this and we're not talking about shutting down Tom Brady. Right. He's been held under 200 yards passing in each of the last two weeks. He's, you know, Sean McDermott's defenses in five games against him have allowed three touchdowns while picking the ball off five times, just over 200 yards passing a game. So they've kind of got that figured out. And like you said, Tom Brady does not have a lot of weapons at his disposal right now. So that makes things... Um, you know, even less concerning uh, in terms of the Patriots passing game and how they match up with uh, the Bills' really talented secondary. So it's about stopping the run. Last week, Sony Michelle had 89 yards. Rex Burkhead had 53. That was kind of the, the way they, you know, sliced and diced their way through Cincinnati's defense. Now, Cincinnati sucks, so there's that. But the Bills' run defense has had moments where it hasn't been perfect. I think it's been really good lately, but again, we talk about matchups and, you know, it being a week to week league because they slowed down Lamar Jackson doesn't necessarily mean they're going to slow down Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead, two entirely different running games and two entirely different offenses where you're, you have to worry about different things and playing on the road is, is another factor here. So I'll be interested to see because this Patriots running game has been a bit of a problem for them. It's coming. It, it seems to come and go mm-hmm. uh, at times, depending on how the offensive line is playing. The offensive line is not nearly as good as it was last year, um, just in terms of um, the, the type of production they're getting, in, you know, up front. So I think that's a a pretty big key here because if 
especially early in the game, the Patriots can move the ball on the ground and jump out to a lead. You don't want your offense, if you're the Bills, playing against this Patriots defense at, at a deficit. That's not the style of game that the Bills have been uh, successful in at all this year, and uh, they certainly don't want to start in Foxborough against you know the New England Patriots. Yeah, I also think the the atmosphere is a part of this that maybe we should we should discuss. It's ma- it's massive. I I think it's a huge. I mean, huge Pittsburgh thing. Pittsburgh is equally as as uh, daunting a a place to go into play, but that's, but you're not up against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Absolutely, I think right. that's sort of the the mystique that comes with this game. That like I mentioned, you know, Josh Allen against Tom Brady is a thing whether you think it is or not like it matters to josh allen um and you know certainly they're not going to be on the field at the same time but he knows that's his building and tickets for this game are quite expensive at the moment mm-hmm. i would expect it to be a legitimate playoff atmosphere and when that place gets rocking it's it's a like you said it's a tough place but i don't know look it's not any tougher from that standpoint crowd noise and everything else than Heinz Field, most likely, right. but it is when you combine it with the fact that you're just playing against a team that has done so much. There's a, a mental aspect of that that this team at some point needs to overcome. If there's a team to do it, it's probably this one because they've overcome that um, in a lot of different places, but they just haven't done it against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And that counts too for Sean McDermott because he's coaching against Bill Belichick and Let's face it, you know, he knows, you know, he probably looked up to him uh, in the coaching profession. And coaches tend to overthink themselves sometimes when they're up against Bill Belichick. And uh, all of that stuff matters. And, you know, I think it all all plays into making that arguably the toughest place to play in the league, especially this time of year. And keep in mind, for, from the atmosphere, I mean, December, 1 o'clock games in December are, are one thing. But it's a 4.30 Saturday game. They're probably going to have, at most, half an hour of daylight. The lights are going to come on. It just it's extra time for fans to get lubed up. Play, oh, yeah. Plays into the, uh, into the whole playoff atmosphere. When the, it, you know, not covering many night games. <laughs> this, this will come as a shock to, to Bills fans that have listened to me throughout the years. But not having covered many night games, I didn't really know what that type of atmosphere would be like last weekend against Pittsburgh. But holy crap, was that cool. And the Bills did a great job of not letting it be too big for them, but just being the outdoor, cold weather city, night game, December, playoff atmosphere, there's something to that. And this... It's it's going to be a legitimate atmosphere in New England. I personally I cannot wait to see it. I don't think there's going to be many Bills fans there. That uh, this is going to be a heavy, as it always is, a heavy New England lean. They just don't. It for whatever reason, this is one of those cities that Bills fans do not travel all that well to. So having that uh, that base to look up into the stands to be like, yeah, those are our people. That's not the case in New England. No, I don't think, you know, it's a, a, not a great it, it's not a great road trip for Bills fans 
historically, probably for a lot of reasons, you know that they're going to get creamed. Not this this year, but in the past, you know they're probably going to take it on the chin. It's expensive to get into that stadium because oh, yes, these fans are, uh, I mean, it's a bigger market, but these fans are also, you know, love them or hate them. Most people probably hate them, but these fans are legit. Um, and I think all of that combined with the fact that the stadium is a little bit away from Boston, it's not like a convenient road trip. You could drive it, but um, in terms of making a weekend of it, it can be a bit of a hassle. But one of my favorite places to cover a game because of, the atmosphere and mm-hmm. because of just the history of of what and i know it's not a historical stadium uh, but in 20 years we'll look back and be like remember gillette stadium you know because of what this team did there so it's all that plays into it for the bills and if the patriots are treating this like a playoff game then the bills better be ready to do the same and um i think that's going to make for a really fun game to watch and another another prime time semi-prime time not 8 p.m but national tv um game that certainly if you if they haven't made a statement yet which i think they have made a couple Mm -hmm. um this is one of those games where you can make an even bigger one so let's pick it let's go to the shack lawson meditation prediction hour and try and figure out what's what's going to happen in this game so the bills let's see let me go to the the yahoo spread here uh the bills are still six and a half point underdogs at one point the line moved to six and then moved back down to six and a half so the uh the bills versus the patriots bills on the road 10 and 4 against the patriots 11 and 3 matthew fairburn who do you got why and do the bills cover i've got the patriots winning 20 to 14 so the bills cover uh, that spread, but eventually they're going to beat the Patriots, right? Eventually this thing will come to an end, this run that the Patriots have that's going on. But I feel like it's, you know, picking them to go into Gillette Stadium and win this game, despite how banged up the Patriots are, they've still got Bill Belichick and I'm not even going to add Tom Brady into that. They've still got Bill Belichick, and that's a damn hard coach to play against this time of year. Uh, and for a young quarterback like Josh Allen, I'm not ready to pick them to win this type of game just yet. Not saying they can't do it. I think they're going to be in the game. I think they're going to have a chance. I just think uh, I think the the safe money is on the team that's been there and done that this time of year over and over again. Doesn't mean look eventually you'll be you'll be wrong you know you can't saying oh can't pick against the patriots eventually you'll be wrong because mm-hmm. eventually they're gonna lose but um i'm not ready to say that that's this weekend yeah um i am also going to pick the patriots and just like you i will pick the bills to cover the spread um my initial thoughts in, when i came into the week was ooh, six and a half that that sounds like they're trying to get you to to bet buffalo but i actually think the way with new england's injuries are stacking up against them and how buffalo has historically played against new england i feel like that's that's a spread that they they can cover and they've been really good against the spread all year this year i think Um, you get value because people are going to bet the patriots you know what i mean absolutely a lot of that is set based on where the money's going to come and you know they know that people are going to bet the patriots so you get really you're getting value on the bills a lot this month because they're playing against 
you know, like the Cowboys and the Steelers, these national teams that Ravens. that you know people are looking at and wanting to bet, and mm-hmm. so it's a good uh, good value play from that standpoint. Yeah, but I, I the reason why I like the Patriots here is because I think they are going to go back to a couple of pretty distinct games for the Bills and how teams tried to run on them. Those two games are Dallas in the first half, who had a lot of success on the ground and inexplicably got away from it when they when they went down. I really still do not know what the Cowboys were thinking in the second half, only giving Ezekiel Elliott two carries the, the entire rest of the way. It did not make any logical sense whatsoever, but they they were they were moving the ball pretty effectively. I think they will look at that game and the plays that got to Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano the most, as well as the Philadelphia game. The Patriots certainly have the running backs, the stable of running backs to where they can put a couple of them on the field to try and mess with the Bills' minds. Um, Pittsburgh did not do this against them. The, uh, The Ravens didn't do this against them. And it, it hasn't been because they showed they were at least able to stop it a little bit. But I do think this is going to be a return trip where maybe it's a James White, Sony Michelle backfield, or it's a Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle backfield, and it could be a Burkhead game out of nowhere. Um, that, that is what would concern me the most from a Bills perspective. The secondary, I think they'll be fine. Uh, it's that running game and... I just, I don't know if I trust Tremaine Edmonds to get off blocks enough against this team in order to to stop them as many times. Or maybe it's a get big, force Lorenzo Alexander on the field type of game because he hasn't been great as a strong side linebacker this season. There's going to be some way, but I think it's going to be a low possession, low scoring game. The Bills will get a touchdown drive, maybe a couple of field goals, but uh, at, at the end of the day, I think... The Patriots just are going to – I think they're going to have enough from a run game perspective to beat the Bills in this one. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I think the Bills certainly have a chance. Um, And I think we're at the point where we can say that about any team the Bills go up against, that they're going to have a chance. They're going to have a puncher's chance because of the way they play defense. But – this will be one of those interesting games to see if they can slow this running game down and, you know, do enough uh, on offense against a really good defense to dethrone New mm-hmm. England. And quickly on that two running back look, the last time the Bills saw a heavy dose of it, I think was week 12 against Denver. Dallas didn't do it either um, on Thanksgiving, which I was shocked by because they had Tony Pollard as the well. The Browns did it too, the br- a little the bit. The Browns did it, the Dolphins did it. Um, the Broncos did it a little bit, but uh, once they showed they were able to stop it against the Broncos, and I don't know what the hell Dallas is doing. Um, they're, they're just they're just a weird team. And then, yeah, the Steelers got away from the run. Mm-hmm. And then last week, and then too. Baltimore has their own brand of offense yeah. that messes with you, so it's they don't really have to do that. But but yeah, the Bills haven't seen it in almost a month now, so I wonder if New England's gonna bring that right back and try and force the bills to stop it okay well that's going to do it for us uh we will talk to you all after the saturday basically a saturday night game it starts at 4 30 so you could say late afternoon if you want to get technical mister but 
This is uh, uh, this is the money spot of the Saturday games. So I think uh, it's going to be pretty fun watching these two teams in that atmosphere as the lights go on. And if the Bills come away with a victory, man, that's that's going to be a huge accomplishment for them, and give them as much of a uh, as much of a national acclaim as they've had at any point in the past <laughs> twenty years. That'd be something. All right, so for Matthew Fairburn, my name is Joe Biscalia. Thank you all for listening to this edition of the Buffalo Beat, and we will talk to you next time. See ya.